Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But it is odd to just wear a wedding dress, right? <laughs> so, I mean, maybe that. And, you know, back then they were even like... They were looking for any excuse to put a woman in an asylum, honestly. Hi, everyone. This is Carmen. And Christina. And this is Historias Unknown. Today, Christina is going to be telling us about an Historia Unknown. <laughs> yeah, it might be... Part of it might be a little known. Well, I, I don't know what you're going to tell me, so. Because I didn't tell you. <laughs> you know. You usually tell me, yeah. so I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, I do usually tell you. Yeah. It's because I started something and then I switched last minute. That's why I didn't tell you. Oh. Anyway, yeah. So today, I, I'm going to be I'm gonna be talking about a little bit of Mana. Mana? A little bit about El Muelle de San Blas. Oh. But mostly about the women behind El Muelle de San Blas. Oh. I know, I know. I, I knew you were going to be excited. Interesting. Because <laughs> I I always heard it was based on a true story. Well, Mami told us. <laughs> and I mean, so always heard is accurate because she did always tell us. <laughs> yeah, I did always hear that from our mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. So... I'm sure that a lot of people know who Mana is, but if you don't, just stop, just stop listening just because don't. you're not a real fan. Get out of here. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no, it's okay if you don't know. It's, it's not. I mean, okay, I'm done. you know, you're right. It's not. No. <laughs> um, we love Mana. We went to a concert with our mom in like, what was it? 2015. And then you went again with her without me because, you know, I yeah. was over here. But yeah. yeah, we love Mana in this in this family. In this house, we love In this Mana. house, yeah. <laughs> Hate those uh, signs, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Mana is a very famous Mexican pop rock band. They're from Guadalajara, Jalisco. Funny enough, that's where mom is from. And she they were actually called Sombreros Verdes, right? That was their name? Yes. Or was it Enanos yeah. Verdes? Sombreros, no, right? No, that's another band. Okay, you're right. So Sombreros was their name. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and they used to have like little. They used to play at any like festival or parade or anything that was happening in Guadalajara. And so my mom like met them before they were mana mana. And our one of our tios used to drink with them. <laughs> yeah, so little brag, <laughs> <laughs> little humble brag there. Yeah, my uncle knew mana. My mom listened to mana before they were famous. <laughs> she saw them in person before they were famous. Yes. <laughs> 
Anyway, so they have sold over 40 million records worldwide, uh, but enough about Mana. This isn't about Mana. This is about the story behind one of their most famous songs. Okay, but really quick, what is your favorite mm-hmm. Mana song? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, um, you know, I can't choose favorites of anything because everything is my favorite. But if I what have are to pick two like favorite? three... <laughs> You're no, like, what are your two, two favorites? You only get two? two favorites. How could you do this to me? Fuck. Pick right now. <laughs> Why are you pressuring <laughs> me? <laughs> I'm dying. Oh my god. Okay. Um <laughs> prob- probably no, I can't. Okay, Mariposa Sasonera. El reloj Oh my god, you're gonna see another me one. Vale. <laughs> no, that's my favorite. Stop. <laughs> it's, it's my third favorite. That's my top favorite. It's the one I sing the most at the concert. It wasn't your Twitter name or your Twitter description like for the longest time um, when you use Twitter. No, it's my um, Instagram, Instagram bio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then yeah, of course, my Bosa Traicionera. Yes, it reminds me of our father. <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's his song. <laughs> he is una mariposa traicionera. Yes, yes. <laughs> he didn't like it when I told him. But now I laugh about it. Well, I laugh then too. <laughs> yeah, we laugh about it. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't find it as amusing though. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So yeah, enough about Mana now this time, Carmen. Don't okay, yeah. Me. I just wanted to ask that. No, it was important. It was very important. <laughs> I just knew you were going to take forever to pick one. That's why I was pressuring you. <laughs> you were right. <laughs> I was going to name like five more songs. No. <laughs> Oh my god anyway um what about yeah, from their so, newer songs i'm just kidding go ahead <laughs> don't don't fucking do this no i know i'm done <laughs> um so yes this is the story behind one of their most famous songs en el muelle de san blas which means on the pier of san blas and san blas is a place it's a real place yeah <laughs> some people don't know that i guess so if you know Mana, you know the song. There's no not knowing this song. It's, again, one of their most famous songs. Yeah. It's a sad one. It's uh, from the album Sueños Líquidos, and it was released on May 23rd, 1998, and it did numbers in the Latin Billboard charts. Let me tell you, numbers. As a, it was up there for a while in the top 40, the top, like, 10, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. The music video, heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the song, heartbreaking. But... If you haven't heard the song or you don't speak Spanish, so you don't know what it says, then it basically tells the story of a woman who was in love with the love of her life, her beloved fiance. He is a marinero, which I guess is sailor. Yeah, I think it's sailor. Okay. I was like, sailor, fisherman? I don't know which one. <laughs> no, I fisherman is like a pescadero, isn't it? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I just don't think I've heard the word pescadero. <laughs> I'm not making it up. I don't no, think I no. Am. But sometimes I do make words up. That's why I'm saying I don't think I made it up. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. <laughs> he heads out to sea and promises that he'll be back. And she promises that she will be waiting for him. And then like a thousand moons pass by and she's still waiting. He has not returned. This time has become evident on her face. Her hair is now gray. <laughs> She dies at the beach waiting for him. Sorry, at the pier, not the beach. Yeah, yeah. In my it's head, I always think it's a beach, uh-huh. but it's not. I, I imagine her walking into the water. The just water, like, yeah. Yeah. Like a white dress and it just flows with the water. 
uh-huh and then she just slowly disappears into it i don't think that's actually said in the song i just always picture no, that that's what i okay. picture too though yeah yeah <laughs> And yeah, there's no boat. There's no fiance. Every day she's waiting in her wedding dress, waiting in the water. Uh, they try to put her in a manicomio. And I can't. The whole time I was writing my notes, I was like, what's manicomio? And it's then an I just asylum. Like, asylum. Thank you. Wow. I didn't feel like looking it up and I couldn't remember. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so they try to. I don't know who they are, but they try to put her in an asylum. Probably like government. Someone. Yeah. Someone tries to put her in. You know, she can't, she can't be contained. So then she's back out into the sea. She's alone, alone in her love, alone in the pier of San Blas. And she stays alone with her misery or sorrow. sorrow but doesn't it bad. say she dies there or something like that in the song? Yeah, it just basically like, or, or says or she's, like, she's waiting forever. Yeah, it's implied. I don't think it's actually said. And that was just my shitty translation. But like, the song is better in Spanish, obviously, than my translation. <laughs> yeah, well, even if you... If you like, just listen to it and then read maybe the translation, then you could get the vibe of the song. <laughs> a little bit, yeah, but still, yeah. no, no. <laughs> well, no. Yeah, so what many don't know, or maybe they do, maybe their moms told them like our mom told us, <laughs> but it is based on a real story, a real woman. Her name is Rebecca Blanca Leticia Suarez Mendez. Wow, all the last names, all the names. Mm -hmm. All the names. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> and San Blas is a real place in Nayarit, Mexico. Mm. And in Nayarit, in San Blas, there's a tour given and her story is repeated. Um, and it's the story from the song. And it's, I want to go know, there to Nayarit just for that. Yeah. Right. And if you go to El Muelle de San Blas, the pier of San Blas, you'll find a statue of Fer, the lead singer of Mana. And no way. Uh, Rebecca. Yeah. I'll post pictures of it. Okay, I know you're going to get into this, but now I'm wondering, like, did he know her? Like, how did he find this story out? Like, why did he write the song? <laughs> yeah, I will get into it, actually. <laughs> okay, I, I assume, but I'm just, like, wondering things right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so there's also a plaque when you go there, and uh, the plaque reads... And it's sharing her story. And so the the plaque has her name. But it says Rebecca Mendez Jimenez. And then it says 1949 to 2012. And I translated what it says. So it says, around six decades ago, a young woman around 18 years old lived in the edge of the pier. And she worked in one of the restaurants that sailors frequented. One day, a foreign sailor that appeared to be 20 years old began working on one of the ships on the pier. They got to know each other and built an intense romance. But the young sailor was called out to sea for work. He promised he would return and that they would get married. And in tears, she swore she would wait for him. Oh, yeah. I thought they were married. Nay, according to the plaque. After a while, she began to go crazy. This is on the plaque. I wouldn't just flat out call someone crazy. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I just wanted to specify. And um, every Sunday when ships returned, she would show up and wait. But none of the ships that arrived returned her love to her. Many years passed, and it was evident in her appearance, appearance. And yet, she was still waiting. She would go to the pier with a bouquet of flowers in hand and a wedding dress on. And when asked, why are you wearing a dress? She would answer, my love arrives tomorrow. I promise I'd be waiting with this dress on so that he would still wow. recognize me. And she would be seen out there in the water every Sunday. And many began calling her La Loca de San Blas, the crazy woman of San Blas. Which is messed up. 
It is messed up, but every little place has nicknames for the known people. Yeah, that's true. The known unhounced people, I guess I should say. Yeah. Um, and this this is still on the plaque. This all takes place in the beach of the beach on the pier of San Blas. That's where I got the beach from. Yeah, there is a beach. It's called El Borrego. Oh, <laughs> and then wow. it says, um, Rebecca Mendez and her tragic story inspired the Mexican band Mana to write the song En el Muelle de San Blas. She passed away on the 16th of September 2012 at 63 years old, and her ashes were spread in El Muelle de San Blas on the pier. Rest oh, in peace, Rebecca. God, why did that give me chills? <laughs> right? I don't know. I mean, I did too. Yeah. Reading it. However, the story on the plaque and the story from it's the wrong. song is not a true story. No, they're different. Oh, oh, well, okay. So sorry, neither of those are true it's stories. Not, no, neither of those are accurate. Oh, okay, okay. So like, they're like both based off of her, but n- neither of them are accurate. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Yes. So. Rebecca Blanca Leticia Suarez Mendez was actually born in Guadalajara, Jalisco. Makes sense. Okay. Yes. And this is where she grew up and eventually became somewhat of a famous singer. Oh. Yes. There's pictures of her with her like uh, background singers uh, in stage in gray and black. Um, Does she have a stage name or she went by that same name? Like her actual name? No, that was her name, Rebecca Blanca. Mm hmm. She became known for her beautiful voice, um, but her fame and her singing career did not last. She became pregnant, but her family didn't want her to get married to the father of the baby because they didn't want her to abandon her singing career. And um, so I, 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 this is all based on two articles that are going to be linked in the show notes. There was a book that was very short, but I didn't have time to read it, unfortunately. Oh. Um, her daughter actually wrote the book and is the one being interviewed in these two articles. So this is where all the information comes from. So th- they're very vague. And I'm like, maybe the book gives more detail. But uh, sadly, I just ran out of time to read it. Mm. So they didn't want her with the father of the baby. They didn't want her to get married because they wanted her to continue singing. And so they apparently violently, violently separated her from the father. And it doesn't give details. So I don't know. You probably like jumped him or some shit. Something. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, this was the 1950s. So like, yeah, I believe it. Yeah. So I think to protect himself from her family, he fled to an unknown location. And um, and she was being, you know, held back by her family. So she wasn't able to go with him. And so this broke her heart and it did end her singing career. She abandoned it and she kept the baby. And that's actually Blanca. If in their heads they were like getting married will end your career, what did they think having the baby was going to do? What did they think it's was going like to happen? Babies are not like life or, you know, career ending life choices, but it's going to make it that much harder for her yeah. either way. Yeah. And, and then if she was married, she'd have support from a spouse. <laughs> right. So it's like you made it harder <laughs> for her, you dicks. And at the Dumb end, asses. she's still <laughs> going to do what she, she's going to do. And she didn't continue her career anyway. So, wow. Yeah. So, yes, she was heartbroken. She ended her career. Time passed. She left Guadalajara. And uh, I guess maybe lived in Nayarit. That part's unclear to me. It's not very, it's not explained very well how she ended up, where she ended up. I'm guessing it was Nayarit, though. And she met mm-hmm. a new man. She fell in love again. She had two sons with this man. And uh, this was the new love of her life, right? Because people, you have a lot of loves in your life, not just one, right? Yeah, yeah. And 
Yeah, so she wanted to marry him, but she couldn't marry him because he was married already. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Hmm. So this, you know, uh, not a good situation. Mm-mm. And so uh, I guess her desire to marry, I don't know what, brought on the her choice to put on a wedding dress. <laughs> like she went and got a wedding dress and put it on. Mm-hmm. Somehow this got her, after seeing this, someone put her in an asylum. The articles, and I'm like, maybe the book would have explained more. But I didn't have time to read it. <laughs> so she wanted to get married, but she was the guy she was with and had two kids with, with was yeah. already married. And wouldn't leave so his they wife. couldn't get yeah. married. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she went and she got a wedding, a wedding dress. dress. Yes. And, and I don't know. Maybe she was like stalking him too or something. Right. Something. Something. There I has don't to know. be more to this story. Yes. But it is odd to just wear a wedding dress, right? <laughs> so, I mean, maybe that. And, you know, back then they were even like. They were looking for any excuse to put a woman in an asylum, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, oh, she, she's hysteric. I'm just yeah. It wasn't that long ago, but still. <laughs> but they were totally doing this. It, it was the same. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I am assuming that it was the guy who had her put in the asylum. I don't Actually, know. Actually, that makes way more sense. Yeah. That's my assumption. That's my guess. He's like, you know, fuck up my current marriage. Lock yeah. her up. <laughs> Lock her up. Yeah. So she ends up in an asylum. Then everything is taken from her. Her two sons are apparently sent to Italy, which I'm not. I don't know why. <laughs> I was just going to ask what happened to her sons. Yeah, they were taken from her and ended up in Italy, I guess. And her um, oldest daughter was sent to the grandparents. The one that was from the first guy she was supposed to marry. Well, maybe the dad sent them to Italy because he's the dad. That's my, also my guess. Yeah. He's like, no one's going to find out about you. <laughs> maybe he had like Italian descent or he was or something like that. And he's like, go over there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just guessing here, of course. Yes, me too. This is um, guessing. And yes, I could have read the book, but <laughs> it's too late for We're that. We're past that now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yes, her daughter was sent to the grandparents and then the two sons were sent to Italy. And uh, her money was all taken from her. She lost everything. That's fucked up. Yeah. Blanca, her daughter, who's the one telling all of this, um, says that she was not allowed to see her while her, she was in the asylum. And when Blanca would ask when she could see her mom, she was told she had to wait until she turned 18. Oh. And so Rebecca sat there alone, locked up, wishing to see her children again. And so her daughter actually turned 18 on October 1985. But Mm -hmm. in September 19th, 1985, there was a catastrophic earthquake that hit Mexico. Oh, yeah. And this is this is most commonly associated with Ciudad Mexico because it did a lot of damage there. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is actually one of the most uh, deadly, um, devastating earthquakes to hit Mexico. Mm-hmm. And so Nayarit is on the coastal of the Pacific Ocean of Mexico. So that was hit pretty hard, too. Mm-hmm. During this earthquake, she escaped the asylum oh okay i was like please don't tell me she died (laughs) no so yeah she began roaming the streets looking for her children and somehow this is when she ended up in san blas and um so i'm guessing the asylum was close to there 
And her daughter Blanca speculates that maybe she was called to that area because she spent a lot of her childhood vacationing in San Blas. Her parents would take her from Guadalajara to San Blas. Oh. So the locals were all intrigued by her. She was beautiful. And she was also never seen without a cigarette in her hand. Interesting. And they began calling her La Mujer de Humo. Oh, wow. I mean, what a cool nickname. Right, La Mujer de Humo, which I guess is is like the smoky women, the women of smoke. I don't know which one sounds better. It just sounds way cooler in Spanish. It does. <laughs> sounds so mysterious. So ominous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they called her this because she always had a cigar or cigarette in hand, but also because she would disappear like a cloud of smoke for days mm. and then reappear. Wow. <laughs> So in one of these instances where she had disappeared, she met a younger, not young, young, but a younger than her surfer named Ladislao or Laos was his nickname. I don't know wow. what that name is, but uh, and they fell in love. They, you know, started a relationship. They moved to a house that was right next to the beach and she sold dolls for a living, which she did while wearing the wedding dress. Mm, interesting choice. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she would tell customers and anyone who would listen to her that she had found love again and they were going to get married soon. But on one day, there was um, Laos was heading to a nearby town on his motorcycle and he was in a terrible car accident, which sadly oh. he did not survive. Mm-hmm. So Rebecca was once again alone and in her wedding dress and i'm like oh my gosh this poor woman she just wanted love like why was that so hard for her (laughs) i know i'm like how many tragedies does she have to go through right so sad so um yeah rebecca was once again in her wedding wedding dress alone and after laos died somehow fed ended up in san blas that Fed is the lead singer of Mana. I don't know what he was doing there or whatever, but maybe he was vacationing. Yeah, right. Then that's my guess. Maybe Fed was vacation there. I'm unsure, but like she would tell everyone her life story if they would listen. Uh, she shared her life story with Fed, and he uh... jotted it down on a piece of paper, and she became the inspiration for the song although he did change a little bit of it obviously well if he hadn't changed anything it'd just be i mean it'd still be tragic it's still a sad song yeah but i feel like it'd be worse because it's like this didn't happen to her just once it happened to her again and again twice yes and so yeah (laughs) that's where fed found her and (laughs) wrote the sort that wrote the song so um later rebecca's daughter Blanca found her through an aunt that lived in San Blas and they reunited finally and Rebecca would then tell Blanca that she was the biggest and most important love of her life. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. I read this and I was like, oh my gosh, that's beautiful. And so uh, Blanca, her daughter, did ask her <laughs> I'm just looking at your teary face. <laughs> I told you I was gonna cry. I know, I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> So um, Blanca did ask her once, who was, who was she wearing the dress for? Who was she waiting for? And Rebecca only told her, es un misterio que me llevará a la tumba. 
It's a secret that I will take oh to gosh. the grave. And she did never tell her who she was wearing or why, who this was for. Who was she waiting for now? So mysterious. Yeah. And Rebecca died a piece. Wait. Uh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Does she keep wearing it after? I don't remember if you said oh, or yeah. not. I, I'm assuming she did. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After uh, Laos died. Yes, she did. Yeah. She kept oh, wearing okay. it. And uh, yeah, she kept wearing it until she uh, peacefully died in her daughter's arms, actually. Oh, my God. You can't tell me that. <laughs> I was just over my tears. <laughs> You're so weepy today. I love it. Oh, I don't know what it is. <laughs> just anything about moms, you know. Oh, it's, I love it's it. It's very touchy. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, she died peacefully on the 16th of September in her daughter's arms. And Blanca wanted to share her story, her real story. And she also said that her mom, uh, Rebecca, loved hearing El Mo- En El Muelle de San Blas. And she... I was... I was just going to ask if she liked the song or not. Yeah. Because you never know if somebody, you know, like maybe disagrees or doesn't like, you know. No, she loved that's it. that's written after that. Yeah, she loved hearing it. She would, she loved like that. It was about her, even though it was a little different. She was like, yeah, that is me. Like, she absolutely loved <laughs> wow. it and loved the song. But, uh, but her daughter did want to like set the record straight about the song mm-hmm. and her mom's story and so she would she did these interviews that i'm you know sharing right now and then she wrote it's an 80 page book it's not very long i just didn't have time unfortunately mm-hmm. i am gonna read it though and like i want to give what it is an the update. book called oh here let me bring it up because i have it on my amazon wish list but i didn't uh, write down the name in my notes for some reason it's called la novia del muelle vinculos de sangre and it's in spanish oh. um but yeah you can see her name blanca uh, suarez mendez is her daughter yeah, she wrote it. Yeah, like I said, it's only in Spanish, but it's her true story. It's only 80 pages long. If you have Kindle Unlimited, it is free. And if not, it's not it's super expensive. It's like $7.96 for the ebook. For the paperback, it's $13. I don't know why I'm like sharing mm. the prices. I'm going to add it to my list. But yeah, that is the story the real story behind El Muelle de San Blas and I will read the book and I will give updates eventually on what I missed I'm just really glad that she despite everything she went through she found her daughter or her daughter found her and yeah I mean it's like a happy ending at the end yeah yeah beautiful um but yeah I just I wanted to do a short little sort of lighthearted. this is I mean this is tragic honestly but an easier episode <laughs> Because I will be probably two episodes from now, I am going to be doing the history of the sterilizations in California. Um, Um. But that's why I wanted to do this. And my next one's going to be another light topic, perhaps about a boy who flew an airplane in Mexico. But it's I don't want to give the whole thing away. But it's that's a pretty cool story, too. And it's very short because, yeah, so my next ones are going to be short because the... Other one is a little more research heavy. Maybe I'll find something in between. Well, you have half written notes, don't you? <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, this was a little bit of a shorter episode for that reason. And yeah, anything else to uh, add, Carmen? Um, No, it was just this was a nice story. Anything that involves Mana, I'm down for. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, no, no, nothing to add. So, I mean, yeah, I guess thank you for listening, everyone. Remember to rate and review us. Oh, yeah. I don't think we've said that. No, no. we haven't. <laughs> Maybe that's why no one has rated us. Yeah, give us five stars, please. <laughs> please 
please rate us five stars only <laughs> if you're not gonna leave five stars don't leave anything no <laughs> i'm just kidding and yeah i don't know tell your my not loving friend about this <laughs> share this episode <sighs> and yeah we'll catch everyone next time bye bye, bye.